BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When Big Mobile charges you an arm and a leg, they're taking your money and your power. And your arm and leg. Boost Mobile gives your power back with an unlimited plan for $25 a month on one of America's largest 5G networks. We can't give you back your arm and your leg because we're not qualified surgeons. Unless you're an iguana who can grow limbs back. Switch to Boost and get an unlimited plan for $25 a month. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. New customers only. One line, $25 per month with auto pay. Additional restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, Days fans should get ready for a very emotional week in Salem. Uh, the show is finally going to address the real-life death of Peggy McKay by having her character, Caroline Brady, pass away. So Peggy died in October 2018, and the show pulled together a memorial episode. But because they filmed so far in advance, it's only airing now. Uh, Christy Clark, who relocated her family to England, flew back to L.A. to film as Carrie. Uh, Allison Sweeney fortunately had some time in between filming her Hallmark movies and mystery series to return to the set as Sammy. And we will also see Brandon Beamer back as Sean. We actually have interviews with all three of the actors in the new issue, and they all say the same thing about the filming day. You know, it was super emotional, and the line was really blurred between talking about Caroline and talking about Peggy. You know, I feel like we were just having a similar conversation not too long ago about The Young and the Restless and its memorial for Neil, another instance where fact and fiction was blurred given the real-life passing of his portrayer, Christophe St. John. Uh, but that, to me, is such a testament to the to the sentiment that we've heard time and time again from daytime stars, many of whom have decades of on- and off-screen history together and truly do become a family of sorts. I, ha- I have no doubt that the tribute to Caroline is going to be a beautiful salute not only to the character but to Peggy. And kudos today is for bringing back Allie Kristen, uh, Christy, rather, and Brandon, whose characters have such strong ties to Caroline. You know, unfortunately, Patsy Pease, who plays Kimberly, was not able to return because she had just had surgery. And head writer Ron Carlovati took to Twitter to let the fans know because some were already upset when they didn't see her in a promo for the summer story. You know, I feel every show really tries its best to have as many people as they can in these kinds of instances. You know, we just did a story about this. And bottom line, you know, I feel it's clear the writers would love to have everyone at these major life events. You know, sometimes it's just not feasible for one reason or another. Right. It's it's exactly, you know, sort of the sentiments that were expressed by the writers when we did that story recently on soap weddings in 2019 when it comes to wedding guests because 
the writers feel the same way that the fans do, that the family members and other significant people should be present for these major milestone markers in a story, be it a wedding or in this instance, a funeral. Uh, And when it's not possible due to something like actor availability, it's a major bummer. Uh, But it's nice to know that Patsy wasn't an oversight and she would have been there had it been possible. Absolutely. Um, Now, something else we have in the issue is an interview with Cynthia Watros, who will be making her GH debut as Nina. You know, it was funny when I was reading it, I thought the coolest part of it was her telling how she went out to lunch with her predecessor, Michelle Stafford, who actually reached out to Cynthia so she could ask questions about the character and get a feel for the role. You know, so often we hear that actors don't really want to know what the person before them did and they want to start with their own blank canvas. But it seems that this would be a great way to assimilate. Yeah, I mean, on some levels, I get that actors want to avoid what Roger Howarth described to me as falling into accidental mimicry when he was telling me why he didn't watch footage of James Franco as G.H.'s Franco when he took over the role. Um, But to sit down with the person who's been playing a character for years and get their insights does seem to me like a really valuable resource. And I think it's really awesome that both Michelle and Cynthia were up for that. Uh, Cynthia will first air a little later this month, and she's jumping into major story. And I'm looking forward to seeing how she plays opposite James Patrick Stewart as Valentine and uh, Inga Rademacher as Jax in particular. Oh, me too. Uh, You know, I think Cynthia is going to be good, not only because she's a great actress, but because, you know, she has a really similar vibe to Michelle in terms of physicality. You know, for me, that's very important in a recast. Uh, I don't want someone coming in who looks nothing like the person who played them before, like just bring them on as someone new then. Oh, I'm not saying it hasn't worked when actors look nothing like the person who played them before. You know, Marcy Miller and Kate Mancy are a good recent example. Mm -hmm. You know, ditto Billy Miller and Jason Thompson. But I feel the general rule of thumb should be more along the lines of M. Ryland and Julie Berman or Annika Noel and Kim Matula. A hundred percent, especially right now on GH as I think about Cynthia and Michelle's similarity. Uh, I think so many characters on that show have been recast uh, over the past years. Uh, Jordan, TJ, Valerie, Cameron, and just recently Danny. You know, I think whatever you can do to offer a facsimile of consistency really goes a long way to help it uh, feel less jarring. You know, and I think that's one of the many reasons our guest today has done so well in her new role. Uh, we're talking to Stacey Heideck, who took over the part of Days as Kristen and Susan last year and is now back as Kristen. You know, Stacey has the same physical qualities as Eileen Davidson, who played it before, and she dyed her hair blonde f- to play this role. Um, and she's done a bang-up job and is now in a very Demara story, wearing a mask and posing as Nicole. So let's get her on the phone to talk about her Days return and her other soap roles. Hi, Stacey. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Okay, well, you are definitely in one of the most exciting stories happening now on daytime. So <laughs> let's talk about your return as Kristen and what you knew about the Nicole Kristen story when you came back. Okay, I knew nothing. <laughs> it was a surprise to me. The first thing they did is call me and say, okay, we need you to go ASAP to get a plaster cast made of your face. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, this is, this is already interesting. So I sat there with the, um, Steve who did the work and, and he was saying, oh, it's, we're going to be doing a Mission Impossible kind of thing. And I'm like, what? This is kind of cool. And, and so I guess they did a plaster cast of Nicole's face and then they had to do a plaster cast of my face so that they could fit the Nicole mask onto my face and kind of form it so it worked. And so when I finally got the first script, it was uh, pretty, it was that reveal. And, and I remember shooting that thinking, this is going to be a really fun journey. <laughs> and it really is, it has turned out that way. It's, it's, it's a roller coaster ride. So, <laughs> um, well, how long did it take to make the mask? 
It took about one hour from beginning to finish. And also he had to talk me down because I get a little claustrophobic and a little scary. And I thought, oh, God, am I going to be able to breathe inside the mask and all this stuff? But he's so calm and so easygoing. He's like, it's going to be really fine. And he made fun of it. I have pictures on Instagram with him drawing a mask, you know, a little face on the, the plaster part of it, the hard part. And I was just like, okay, I didn't know that was going on. So it was fun. It was easy. And it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, had you ever worked with Ariane before? No, I think we, we never really did. We literally crossed paths. She was still in the warehouse back in when the fire, but that was basically about it. So no, this was our first time and we didn't even get to work with really with each other at the, at the beginning, you know, right at the beginning. It was her doing one thing, playing Kristen Nicole, and then she would come and do the scene and I would watch her and then I would go in, kind of mimic a little what she did and then rip the mask off and then go into Kristen's frustration or Kristen's, you know, talking to herself or whatever it is that she's doing. <laughs> but so we still at the beginning still cross paths. And I don't I, I hopefully I think there's a point. Yeah, I mean, you'll I can't really tell because the story's starting to unwind now. But yeah, it's um, it was it's been it's been fun just watching her play this character and and you know little things she does that 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 are her but also the things that are Kristen and so it's been it's been a real delicious you know I have to use the word delicious because I love that <laughs> um, the two of the the two of these characters together it's it's fun. Uh, now Kristen had been off the canvas and um, I believe presumed dead again. Uh, yes. So did you know you'd come back? Did you hope you would come back? Well, yes, I hoped I'd come back. And they also mentioned that we loved you and we would love to have you back. And I'm like, okay, great. This will be wonderful. And I'm thinking, you know, because I got done in, I think, June, end of May, June. And um, so I thought, okay, well, maybe July, August. And then I didn't hear anything. And then September, October came around. I still didn't hear anything. So I was like, okay, well, maybe they changed their mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a little sad because I really had a blast the first time I was on the show. And so it, it was this hard, like, oh, my God, maybe it's not going to happen. And then I got the call and it was like I, I was just to the moon. I was crying and excitement because, you know, when you get close to a character and the actors and the crew, you want to continue that 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 journey with them. And so I felt really, really blessed to get back to get back to work on days. And, and then when I found out the storyline as well, it was pretty exciting for me. So I was thrilled. <laughs> Um, now, your first time around on Days was definitely trial by fire, um, coming in and playing Kristen at the wedding. Um, oh, yeah. So what do you remember just about finding that character and Susan as well, actually? Oh, my God. Yeah, well, they first told me I had two weeks. They told me two weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was in New York. And so when I found out, I flew back. And I remember they said, you're going to have to dye your hair blonde. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then I realized the character was Eileen, you know, you know, Eileen's Kristen and Susan I was like, okay, this, this is going to be a tough one. But I was thrown into this whirlwind of watching, you know, as much as I could on Susan and Kristen and then um, learning the history of everything, which was, I think they gave me, I, God, I must've been over 50, 60 pages of bio information. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God. And it, it, and that was hard enough. So you kind of just kind of get through getting the main points. And, um, 
Then the day, the first day, I remember I was so nervous because I think I played Susan first. And I remember the teeth. We had to get the teeth made. That was another one. They said, oh, you got to go get these teeth made when they first found out. I'm like, what? Okay, I got to get teeth made. Who, who is this Susan character? What is she about? This is like... And as much as I could see, I was like, "What? Okay, okay, okay." This little did you know how important the teeth would be. (laughs) Yes, oh yes, and those teeth are so awful. (laughs) You know what? I get it. I get they they're 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 just jolly, and they're you know I know people who have those kind of teeth, so you just kind of yeah, this is this is the character, and um, she's a blast. But yeah, so I came in and I was so nervous playing her. I remember the night before going, what if I can't do it? What if I can't do it? What if my, you know, I just look stupid and I, you know, I'm just, so I panned my panic attack that day. That was Friday. I remember when I shot the Susan stuff and then I knew I was coming in on Monday to shoot the wedding, the, where she, you know, um, Sammy strips down her wig and takes off the wig and the dress and they have the fight and the teeth fly through the air and then Kristen appears. And, you know, I was really nervous because I had so much dialogue and I hadn't, you know, it's been a while since I've worked on a soap and, and having, you know, I mean, I think my first day I had a monologue after monologue after monologue of, of, you know, backstory that I, and I had no idea who was who and people would come up and go, this is our storyline. This is what we did. And I'm like, okay, okay, you're who this, okay, you're this person, you're this person. <laughs> and so finally, by the time of that, you know, I'm going on and on and on, it's just a trust and everybody, all the actors, and the crew were so kind and they would just say, take your time. And if you have to stop, you know, you just pause and, you know, somebody will throw out the line. And because it was more than I have ever worked on. I think I've had like 40, 50 pages the first day, you know, and then it just kept going on and on until the by Friday came. And I was so exhausted. My brain couldn't even think anymore. And I remember having scenes with Brady in the Salem room thing where I had to go through all our history <laughs> together. And I'm like, oh, and now we get to make out. Hi, honey. You are just so handsome. And, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it, I was thrown in. It, but, you know, there's something to, to that. You don't have time to think about insecure insecurities. And even though I wanted to dive into my insecurities every morning, I had to tell myself, you know, you get in there and you do it. You don't, you don't, you don't have the time to even, you got, if you're going to have the time to do anything, you're going to work on the line as you can. Because when you work with all these veterans who've been on forever, you, you're, you know, and like the newbie and you get scared and you, you want to do the best you can. And they were super supportive though and really wonderful group. So I felt really blessed. <laughs> was that at all intimidating? Here you are doing very emotional scenes in front of Drake and Deidre and Allie and a lot of vets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I've seen them. I, yeah, no. And I mean, most of the time I just wanted to cry because I was like so overwhelmed. But at the same time, you're like, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, standing there knowing, I mean, my body was in shake. I shook nervousness throughout the whole time I was there until even till the end of the week. And then once you get more and more comfortable with it, you slowly unfold and you're like, okay, I mean, I still get nervous when I do scenes. I still, you know, go, oh my God, am I going to know what I'm doing? And, you know, it's, it's still a challenge for me, but there's something to that. There's, that brings life inside the body and it keeps you on your toes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, it is certainly not the first time you have played two roles in daytime. Um, You actually Mm -hmm. had just your last run on Young and Restless. You played both Patty and Emily. Um, So first of all, what is it about you that, you know, two roles seem to be your thing? (laughs) 
I, I maybe have a, maybe I'm schizophrenic. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I just have these like dual personalities. I like doing one and then there's another one that has to come out, you know? Yeah. I don't know, but you know, I have to say I do enjoy it because I love playing. I'm kind of a dork and in, in, in life. So when I get to play these kind of, um, feisty, you know, like Patty was feisty and somewhat of a little girl and still living in a, in a, in a past and, 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 you know, I think, I think Susan's a little of that. I mean, Susan's actually, she's, I think she's less, she's not, not as nutty as, even though she, yeah, she's crazy in her own <laughs> way, but she's not as nutty as, as Patty is. But Patty is just heartwarming. She's still a little girl and she still believes, you know, um, that she, you know, could live in this world. And I always wish they let her come back and redeemed her, but they didn't do that. But I, the dual characters, I love getting to play more of a, a you know, with Kristen and then with Emily, more of a straightforward um, woman. And then here you've got Patty and, and Susan who are kind of goof. They're not goofballs. I don't want to call them goofballs because they're really passionate, both of them, but they're just different. And I don't know. I think there's something to that. Any actor, I think, would really enjoy to savor, um, to see where they can go with with a different character. And especially when you get to play with them opposite each other, like you're having to do play off you. Mm-hmm. So when you've got, it's trying to keep the body language different. And I always give each character different body languages. You know, it's like for Susan, there's certain things I do to get into that character as different as Kristen. And it's also the costumes and the way the makeup. And then Patty was the same thing. She had a different way of standing and holding herself as different than, than Emily. So I don't know. I think it, it's, it's in a great challenge. And I was, I'm, I feel so blessed again to be able to, get to do this i i anytime and that i get to double do double duty it's even better when you look back at your YNR experience what stands out to you now just how wonderful and how hard working it is to work on a soap opera and young and the restless days of our lives all much all the, sh- the shows that i've gotten these everybody is so dedicated to what they do and they love what they do because it's such a fast pace and we're all together and the um we care about each other we're all rooting for one another. So I think just in general, what stands out is just the the compassion for the crew, the cast, everyone on all the shows that I've worked with. So, yeah. Um, now, in between the two roles, I feel you were very uh, forthcoming when you came back to Days of Our Lives the first or when you came on to Days of Our Lives the first time that you had been, um, you know, looking for work and driving an Uber at the time. Um, you know, what is... What was that experience like for you? <laughs> you know, at first I was like, okay, I can do this. I'd get off work at, uh, from YNR and I'd go Uber because I knew that I didn't, I didn't know when YNR was going to end. So I was, you know, when you're an actor, you never know when you're going to be left. You know, your job is ended. You know, whether it's a, a guest spot on a show, a series regular, or, or just a reoccurring, you just never know how far they're going to take it. And, um, so you're always kind of preparing and trying to make money and, you know, do your thing and stay, you know, on a journey so that you can stay in the business. And, uh, so for me, you know, Ubering, it, it, it helped it. And it also, what it did was it, it kind of got me into a meditative zone for myself, but after a while driving for, you know, 10 hours a day and I would do it 
every, I do it like four to five times a day and I would get up at four 30 and I'd get in the car and you know, the people I met was incredible. And what's really funny is people, some people recognize me from YNR and I was just like, Oh no, 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 I can't do that. <laughs> you know? And you're just so, you feel like, Oh my God, this is where, so, and, and they, you know, and it was funny because they, then they'd want pictures and I was literally like, okay, look, I have no makeup. I have no, my hair looks like a rat, you know? And that's how I would drive thinking that nobody would recognize me, but it doesn't matter because I guess my voice or the eyes or somebody will find something. So I had a few, a, a lot of times some people would recognize me, but, but, but then what was so wonderful is we'd have conversations about it. And, um, you know, I met a lot of cool people. There was a lot of crazy people I've met too on, in that journey. And I mean, I think, Oh God, I could actually write a script on this. But I was the last, but I could, it would be, I mean, there's, I, if I had hours, I'd tell you some of these amazing stories, <laughs> but so when I got to this last, the last year, last, I guess it was right before I got days the first time I, I had a really horrible, horrible Uber ride and it just really depressed me. And I, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I want to be an actress. I don't want to be an Uber driver. And, and you know, I was thankful that it, I made some money at it, but at the same time, it's not enough to, to, to pay half the bills or half your mortgage or half any of this stuff. So I just was like, I can't do it anymore. And I got super depressed and it was the last Uber ride I did. And, um, I made $17 to go from the Valley to LAX at eight in the morning and that like with $17 I mean just maybe somebody for like an hour and a half two hours but sitting in LA traffic mm -hmm. it was horrible and then the woman who was getting there literally just was backseat driver telling me how horrible and it, it, it was just awful so when I left um I left I got so sick and then I my daughter needed me in New York and so that was kind of I looked, I, I left and I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't go back to Uber and I don't know what's, you know. And so you you go through depression a lot of times if you don't have other things going on that keep you inspired, and especially artists, um, we, you know, who you got to stay creative. And if you're not creative, you, you kind of see that you know, um, candle burning, it starts, you know, how it fades at the end and it wants to go out. So you start when you're not being creative and, you know, as an artist, you just start seeing the candle dying out until it goes out, but you want to keep it alive and keep it, you know, burning a little bit. And so that you can rise back up, you know, to the top, I guess you have to jump out the wax though, right? <laughs> but, you know, no, I just, um, so I did, I had to jump out the wax and I had to go to New York, be with my daughter so that when, and I, and I remember taking a walk down, um, we were in the, the village and I, she, she says, mom, she says, you don't have to Uber anymore. She says, just ask the universe to give you something good that we're just, you know, and I said, okay. And I said, okay, they said, we're going to do it right now together. We're going to ask the universe for good things to happen and da, 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 da. and then the next day what was so brilliant is I got that call from my agent and they said there's an offer for you and on days and I was just like oh god thank you and, and you don't you know when you're working and you don't understand what it's like when you're not working sometimes I mean I you know to have those times off you really appreciate when you do get the stuff that you love doing and, and so days is and one of those things that every day I am so grateful. And every day I wake up, I go, thank you so much. And That's yeah, amazing. just again, you never know when. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, a lot of people aren't really forthcoming about their downtimes. It's more about their uptimes. So it's really cool that you shared your story. Yeah. Well, I think people are afraid to because they don't want people to think, you know, less of them or that they're not an actor. But I, I felt more of an actor, um, an actress when I was I, I was like, you know, I'm still an actress. I'm just not doing it right now. And, and if not, I'm learning. I'm getting more material for my future, whatever future job I end up getting. So I think it's important because we all feel like somebody everybody else is doing so much better and that we have to have that life. And you realize the life that you have is perfect. And it's just, you got to believe and you got to still, it's just because you haven't acted for whatever a year or six months or whatever, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. It's just, you got to stay in it and be persistent. And that's the hard part, keeping your mind focused and engaged. And yeah. So I I wish more people were forthcoming about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I mean, you have been a working actress for a very long time. Um, You're first big credit yes. was uh, Superboy in 1988. Um, so what do you remember about landing that job and what it was like? Oh to my God, that was another, yeah, that was another one of those amazing things that ever the, the, the writer's strike was coming. And I remember, I think, I think it was, it was happening that week that we were auditioning. And I remember thinking, oh my God. And I remember Jennifer Aniston was at this call, you know, uh, casting. I remember her in the hotel and I remember seeing all these actors and actresses and we're all up in the room reading for Ilya Salkind and um, it was one of those crazy big wonderful adventures for me I mean I I remember thinking because they had me I think they had me cast actually at the first, the beginning, which I had no clue. And then they kept having me come back to read with these, the people, the guys who were going to play Superboy. So, and then they would have me test with the guys who were going to play Superboy. And I'm thinking, God, am I just being used to be an actress to see what happens and, you know, whoever's going to get the Superboy job. And yeah, so then finally, you know, three weeks later, I got the call. Well, <laughs> You, you've already kept, they've already wanted you from the day one. I'm like, why couldn't anybody tell me that? You know, I would have made my, but that was, that was my first big thing. And I really, you know, again, I wish I, I appreciated it when I had it, but when you're young, you, you also don't, um, take the time to really see where you're at. You always, want to be somewhere else and I loved what I was doing on that show but at the same time a lot of my friends were going on and getting bigger things and uh, you know films and you know sitcoms and I thought well I'm just on this you know little show in Florida right now but you know I look back on it and I it was some great times I mean we had a blast down there and it really gave me a chance to grow as, as an actress and as a, a, you know, as a teenager or whatever, growing up on my own, you know, so that I can like make some money and actually put it away and save so that I could come to LA. So it was a wonderful time. Sorry, they have the speakers going on here. Yeah, that's okay. Here it adds a, adds a fun sense of realism <laughs> for behind the scenes. Um, now your credit list is pretty amazing for all of the episodic TV you did. I feel like you pretty much were on every hit show that aired in, you know, the 90s and aughts. <laughs> um, anything stand oh, out to yeah. you in particular oh, yeah. that you love doing? Well, I mean, I loved uh, some of the shows. I mean, I loved one that I did from Spelling, Aaron Spelling. Ah, they keep talking. Um, the Spelling Show, uh, the first one I did, Roundtable, it didn't go very long. It only went seven episodes, but it was a really fun journey. And that was one of my first uh, big network shows, television shows. And I had such a blast on that. I love doing, um, um, the 
Kindred was one of my favorites, The Vampire. And that was another one that Spelling did, which only lasted seven episodes. But it was such, those were just the people that were, it was, everybody was so into it at that time. And um, and I loved playing the characters I got to play. And Sequest was fun. I mean, it was, it was very technical. And it's, you know, being an actress and being uh, an emotional actress, as I am as well, being so technical was sometimes really hard just you know regurgitating uh orders and <laughs> i don't know if you ever saw it, but it was it was it, it, it gets a little tough sometimes but it was it was interesting to be on a show that was so high profile mm-hmm. um and i really enjoyed that and then i mean then i got to do some really crazy characters on you know csi i mean that one was i didn't want to do it because it was so dark and she, you know so playing as you know, serial killer who picks up. It was it was really awful because having a daughter, um, that same age, and this woman who procures young girls for her boyfriend and her husband, it was just sick. And I literally almost didn't go up on it. I said, I, I just I can't I can't even do it. My husband literally said, you know what, this is a great role for you. And I think it's kind of the change into the bad bad girl. <laughs> you found <laughs> you your know, bad girl there. Of myself. <laughs> you know, I really do. I started. I found my. I found my bad girl like side. Yeah, I mean. So that that was hard for me, but watching it, I go, I get it, I get it. And you know, you have to portray the bad characters so that the good characters come through as well. Because if everybody was good, they, you wouldn't really care, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. I mean, there's so many wonderful things. I mean, I'm I just I do when I look back at my resume. Sometimes I'm like so amazed at some of the roles I've gotten to play, and I. I, again, I'm just grateful. I, and, and at the time, I wish I could have told myself just really relish every moment of it, that going through it. But I do that. I mean, once I, I you know, got older, I'm like, oh, yes, I, I'm going to enjoy every second because they come and go. And, you don't. sometimes you don't get to play the same role again. I mean, so, yeah, I, but I, I'm lucky. I got blessed and I'm lucky. Your first daytime role was on All My Children as Hannah Nichols. Tell us about getting that role and what it was like. Well, I got the job from, okay, I, I, I auditioned for, was it One Life to Live? I did. Yes, it was One Life to Live. And I remember testing on that show and um, I didn't get that one. <laughs> um, but they sent my tape over to All My Children and um, they offered me the part. I said that my my agent called up and he says, you know, you got an offer to go to New York and work on all my children for, I think it was for two months. And I was like, oh, cool. I, I, you know, it was my first soap, but um, all my children, it was just, I got to go out there. It was, and I was, that was the first time I learned that you had so much dialogue in um, one day. And I remember having my first monologue um, in the jail cell um, with, I guess it was Torsten's K, I don't remember his character's name. Is that Zach, terrible? Zach Slater. Dad, and I remember the, Zach, there you go. I love that. I can't, I'm like, um, yeah, so I remember doing the um, scene in the jail cell. And that was my first thing. And I think it was a page and a half monologue. And then I had to do other stuff with, with um, some of the other characters. But, oh, my God, I was panicked. I, would, I, I, I was up till like 1 in the morning going over and over because I flew in, I think it was that day before we shot the next day. And so I was like, all this material. And I'm like, oh, my God, how does anybody learn this? I mean, this is crazy. And then when I got on the set, 
I did it and one ta- one take. I'm like, you, that's that's all we did is one take. And, and now I'm realizing that's all you get in one take on a soap world. And if you at least get close to it, they'll take it. <laughs> so I learned in the you know, especially when I was on YNR, you know, I learned that you have to kind of jump. You have to just jump and see where it goes because you never know. If you just hold back, you'll never know where you, how far you can go with the character. So um, from all my children, I learned to take risks and, you know, and actually just trust, trust that you're, you know, you've worked enough and that you can, you know, find the character as you're going and, you know, dig deeper and who knows where it's going to go. And that's why I always call it a roller coaster ride because, I pretty much do that. I kind of like throw out my sides and go, oh, God, you know, please just be here for me. I call on my angels all the time. I'm like, just, you know, come and help me because I don't know if I'm going to remember it. And you always want to do good. And all actors, they want to please and they want to make sure that their work is good, you know. But that's one thing I've learned is just to jump, jump off the cliff and see where you land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, the funny thing is, is that um, Hannah was the mother of Ethan Cambius, who was played by James Scott. Um, and then you, know, and then you come to days and he's Susan's son too. Both, you know, both and dead at that point. But, yeah. I know. Come on. That's it's that, that is, that is hilarious. I mean, it's, it's like too, too strange. Right. Like a little <laughs> meant to be, right? I remember them telling me that. Yes. See, who knew it was all planned out? <laughs> <laughs> the universe had it all kind of dangling around. I know. It is, it's so strange. That's what I do love about soaps is that they go, you know, they kind of go from one show to another. They use their, their, the cast members from, you know, other mm-hmm. places, which is good, which I love. <laughs> so, did you, so did someone tell you at Days of Our Lives? Of the connection? No, actually, no. Somebody actually on All My Children said, I remember they said that to me. You know, you, that the T was the same character was on, is now on Days. And it didn't even hit me. Oh, that's funny. That it was that. And so now, I know. And, and I remember um, Torsten telling me that. Oh, he says, he says, your son would love you. And I'm thinking, my son. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, you know, I know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> DJ, Elvis Jr. Oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so oh, so she was another one with a presumed death. Um, so yes. that's another, seems to be another hallmark then now of your characters that you play. I play, they fall off a cliff. Right. <laughs> what do they do? She's, she's in the water, Hannah Nichols, somewhere. <laughs> or, or hanging still on, you know, for dear life on the side of the cliff. I remember that one of the um, particles, they were using snow and it got caught in my throat. And I remember, oh my God, because I've, I've never worked with those plastic things. And they literally were um, all over. And I remember having to do that emotional scene. And when I went in to <gasps> get the thing went out of my throat, and I remember I had to fall off the cliff. And I'm like, what? Doing my Heimlich from to myself, thinking, get this thing out of my throat. And Torsten's like, you know, you can stop the scene. And I'm like, no, an actor does not stop the scene. I don't care if I'm like slicing my, I don't care. I'm going to keep going with it. <laughs> but yeah, so she's, she's got no, she's probably hanging off there. Maybe she like went swimming in the creek or whatever, the, the river going downwards. I have no idea. That's so funny though. Um, well, you mentioned Torsten, so let's talk about some of the co-stars you've worked with. Uh, what, what do you remember about Ooh. working with him? 
Torsten was just love. He was just such a sweetheart to me because of my first time. And he, um, we'd hang out in the tra- his, God, I call the trailer, his room and uh, run lines. But he would just tell me stories. He would constantly tell me stories about, you know, what went on in the sets because he was on for a while and, you know, his journey and, and oh God, they're talking again. Sorry. Um, and then, um, you know, and he, he was just great. I remember he took me because it was my first week there and he's like, you want to go to a hockey game with me? And I'm like, I think I've only been to one hockey game, but yeah, sure. Let's go. So we went up to, they had like a little party up in one of those little boot. I don't even know what they're like, those little club places up, upstairs, way up above, but we had a blast and boy, I got into that hockey game. I, it was so <laughs> much fun, but I mean, cause I, I, you know, it's brutal. Hockey is brutal and, he, and, and Torsten loves it. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so sick. This is bloody. But I'm like, Oh my God, this is awesome and so we just we kind of you know and then from that point on we just talked about hockey and boards and you know it was fun it was a good time I really I really enjoyed that I, remember, I enjoy every like you know in 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 Colin Colin Egglesfield Colin yeah yeah and he was just a sweetheart to work with as well really enjoyed working with him too he was just really kind and everybody was always so, everybody's really nice. They're just, everybody's nice to me because I like to work and I like to talk about what's going on in their world and their journeys. And, you know, I think it's when we share the most is when we're in our little intimate, you know, rooms and we can just open up and because most of the time you're just running lines all the time with your coaster so that as you slowly get comfortable with it, you're, you talk about, you know, everybody's life and families and it was, it's, it's a lovely thing. What about your young and restless brother, Doug Davidson? Oh, I love Doug. I love him so much. He, oh my God, he's just been such a joy. And, and I still think about it. I still talk to him once in a while. We'll, we'll hit up on, uh, you know, messenger and just, you know, see how each other's doing, but, um, just, I love him. I, I, I can't say anything more than that, how much I adore that man. We had such a great time working together. He's such a good actor, such, has such a good heart. Um, you know, I was blessed to go up to his house, meet his wife, my husband and I, and we all just drank wine that night and just had a blast. So it's really nice to become more intimate with the families and get to know one another. And when you get on a show long enough, you're able to do that. And so that was really quite fabulous working with him. I, he, I adore him. I always love him. <laughs> and what about Peter Bergman? Peter's a sweetheart. I love it. See, I just love everybody. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I loved working with him too. He was great. And, and I, what I always loved about um, working with Peter is we, he, in his room, he always had these great um, pictures on his walls with uh, affirmations and positive thinking. And so I'd always go in there and I always loved being in that room because it always reminded me to stay positive when you're feeling down or any of that. But he just always encouraged me, you know, rehearse, get it down and everything. We always rehearsed so that when we got on the set, you know, it was on. You were always, you could just go one, two, three, four, five, because it's fast and you wanted to, and he likes getting things done fast. And when you could do that with Peter, he was like, yeah, <laughs> you were his, you know, was his girl. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to days. What about Eric Martsov? Eric Martsov. Love that man. <laughs> Day one. He, he, oh my God. From that beginning, he literally, um, 
because I, again, I was thrown into that week of tons and tons and tons of um, storyline and, and dialogue and monologues. And he would literally sit with me over and over, indulge me. I mean, running because I basically had the um, most of what, you know, the dialogue to say, and he would kind of pop in once in here and there occasionally, but he's just sit there and listen to me go over and over and over. And I think he spent hours with me that first week. And so from that point on, I just, I, I love hanging. I love doing, I love working with him. I just love talking with him. We just go for lunch once in a while, but he's, he's just a good guy. And, um, he's been doing this a long time too. So yeah. it's just, I, I have such a blast. I have such a blast and it's, um, yeah, I, you know, it's, I love the Kristen Brady relationship and I love, you know, working with Eric a lot. So it's good. <laughs> um, and then finally, you've been working a lot with Paul Telfer. Uh, tell us about him. Paul, he's a sweetie. <laughs> I mean, come on, these guys are good looking. They're sweethearts on top of it, and they're really good actors. And so, how could Paul is adorable, and he he's another one who'll sit there and indulge with him because, again, I had a lot. And as you'll see as the upcoming shows start, I keep you know talking and talking and talking and talking because Kristen has so much to say. Um, and uh, so he runs, he'll run lines with me all the time. And he would just stay after, even if he wasn't in the scene, he was so kind to me and he had run lines when I had others, you know, think storylines with other people. He, um, they're just, he's amazing. I mean, he, I call him my, my hero, my savior who, 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 you know, continues to like yesterday, help me with scenes, you know, with somebody else. Cause I just needed to run the lines and cause I like to, I, I like to be really prepared, but I get, cause I get so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I said it before, but I still, I still get so nervous. I get excited, I should say. I get excited. It's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to play. <laughs> well, it's been certainly fun to watch. I look forward to seeing what's coming next. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I keep trying to tune in to see where we're at, but I can't. You know, I know there's like it's starting to slowly unfold. So it's it's pretty exciting and, and I hope that everybody enjoys it because I enjoyed acting it. So, mm-hmm. Well, yes, definitely. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today. It was oh, great to talk to you. Oh, thank you. It was lovely talking with you too. Thank you. All right. Well, have a good day. Thanks so much. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Stacey Heiduck for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. When Big Mobile charges you an arm and a leg, they're taking your money and your power and your arm and leg. Boost Mobile gives your power back with an unlimited plan for $25 a month on one of America's largest 5G networks. We can't give you back your arm and your leg because we're not qualified surgeons. Unless you're an iguana who can grow limbs back. Switch to Boost and get an unlimited plan for $25 a month. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. New customers only. One line, $25 per month with auto pay. Additional restrictions apply. See BoostMobile.com for details.